Hey guys, it's your boy, Lewis. Just wanted to drop in real quick uh, to say that we are putting up an old episode we recorded back in 2017. So this is before Slowly Rock was really a thing. We are talking about Iron Maiden's fourth album, Peace of Mind. It is a great record. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert right there. I've just ruined it already. You'll have to find out what we think. But um, I do really, really recommend that you check this album out. It's great if it's not maybe your cup of tea, then I'm sure you'll find something this episode to enjoy. There are a few tangents for sure. And yeah, I know you wouldn't really expect it of us, but hey, what a surprise. So if you do like what you're hearing, uh, if you do enjoy this, if you don't enjoy this, whatever, you can drop us an email at sorrock at gmail.com. Um, you can get in touch via Instagram, where we are at Podcast. Or we are also on Facebook and Twitter as at Slowly We Rock. So give us a shout. I really hope you enjoy the episode. As I say, it was recorded a little while ago, so the audio quality might not be as good. But um, cool. Hope you enjoy. Bye, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, you wanted the best. You got the best. In strong language and metal content, the hottest podcast in the world. Slowly we rock! Slowly we rock! Slowly we rock! But I'm, I'm confused, am I introducing Maiden Voyage or? This is, this is the intro. Yeah. Oh, this is the intro. This is the intro intro. Roll the dice. That, okay, right, so like... A beat, spin a be- the wheel. Spin, spin that yeah. wheel. Remember, you're introducing the spin-off the podcast that we haven't recorded yet. Right, yeah. yes. I just, you know, I'm, I'm just really desperate not to sound like a big old dweeb, I guess. So, <laughs> so right. you know, like that's my only, uh, you know, say, say, what, say hypothetically, like we're recording this, this right episode? now. Fourth episode? Fourth episode, yeah. Now you worry about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, anyway, hey, uh, so welcome to Slowly We Rocked. Um, oh, hello. You said the name wrong. No, it's a retrospective. Yeah, it's a re- <laughs> it's after we finish the podcast. It's, it's our greatest hits for the podcast that we've never recorded. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and who can forget this moment? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man! Oh. oh god, it took you what, like all of two minutes? I to know. Say- Myself. <laughs> yeah, but you can't. Anyway, <laughs> hey, this is uh, you're listening to Maiden Voyage, the podcast where each week we listen to a different Iron Maiden album and discuss it. And uh, yeah, I'm actually doing this for the first time on each album, so I am the Maiden Virgin, I yes. guess. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. I would say not just the Maiden Virgin. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Shut up, Lewis. <laughs> a comely lass of virtue, true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, hi, I'm James. Uh, excuse me, guys. Uh, I really hate to interrupt this. Uh, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a half-truth. Uh, I thought we could try something different this week. Yay! Yay! A new now, segment. <laughs> now, I don't want anyone to open these. <laughs> okay. Lewis is handing us pieces of paper. Uh, yeah, everyone's, just, uh, everyone's going to come up with a paper. A nice visual gag for a podcast. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Smart, eh? Ooh, a yellow pad from work. So, no, it's not. No, no, no not in the slightest. Not, no. I wouldn't take any stationery no. from work. Yeah, like, <laughs> the ones at work are like a sort of, um, I would say, lemon yellow. This is more of a canary yellow. Yeah, yeah. right. It is um, canary. You don't even yeah. work there anymore, you jobless freak. Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Hold on. So, uh, 
Welcome to Sorry Rock. We're doing another episode of Maiden Voyage today. Uh, I am Blake New World. <laughs> oh my god, here we go. I am <laughs> Back Jim the Village. <laughs> um, okay, oh, mine's upside down. <laughs> I am Piece of Mike. Oh. Amazing. <laughs> I am Rhyme of the Ancient Marinomes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of you, Lewis. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay, we're doing this every week. Oh, that's great. It's surprisingly hard to find things with Jim in it. <laughs> but it doesn't feel laboured, does it? You know, it feels natural. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, the, paper, the paper was all just a, a bit of a joke. Oh, mm. that's wonderful. Peace of Mike. Amazing. It's Peace of Mike's journey into Peace of Mind. So, yes! I'm very excited for this one. Join us as we go on to our maiden voyage. Cue the intro. I am hyped for this album Mm -hmm. because this is my absolute favourite Iron Maiden album. Ever? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Um... That's Unfor- fine. Unfortunately, That's fine. unfortunately yeah, I'm completely unable to articulate why, so this will be a very short podcast. Like, I don't know. Thanks um, for joining us. It's yeah. been really good. Hi guys. I just really think it's good. really fresh. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's like all. Even though I'm not going to say it's like a perfect album because there's like a there's a there's one or two tracks in particular, <laughs> which are like. Mm. I'm not going to say it's a yeah. perfect album, guys. But like, there's like one genuine flaming turn on this album. <laughs> but like, okay, how oh. come I can never tell which one's the flaming turd whenever like we hey. start? Oh, oh that's a good point. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'll listen to it and stuff and I'll be like, I can, I can like... That wasn't really like a song on the album that I disliked so okay, much. Okay, we're going to give you a, a card right now and you can raise it during the discussion of any song. Yeah. And that card will just say hot steamer. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you only get to play it once. Yeah. Oh man, hot steamer bonus round. Yeah. yeah. I think I think between the three of us we all kind of know what the song mm. is, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've I've got an idea. Yeah, it's the trooper, right? Yeah. <laughs> the pooper. Nice. Nice. Thank you. I hope it's next week, guys. We'll talk about, about the charge of the strike brigade, yeah. <laughs> This is a rough start, I tell you. <laughs> I know. But, like, what is my favourite main album? All no. I can talk about is, it's like, the, the shit one. song and making shit jokes about it. Yeah. The shite um, of Icarus? Yeah. <laughs> the yes. shite of Icarus. Like, um, uh, let's, let's, let's move on. That was a good run. How did you find it, Mike? Uh, yeah, this is my... Uh, yeah, I feel like I say this every week, but, you know, it's my uh, favourite so far. You Yay! Know. Okay. Um, Sweet. Yeah, definitely... Um, had kind of repeat, uh, like repeat playability, like, and uh, there was just so many hooks in it, just like yeah. hook after yeah. hook. They really up their game with it in this one. Yeah, yeah. and um, I thought that like the drumming got a lot more interesting as well. Oh, so, interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. Interesting. You should say that. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay so, then. So, uh, <laughs> so we're not going to tell you. We're not going to tell yeah. you why. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Stop phoning it in. Um, I find it difficult when you say like, oh, uh, 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 what did you think? They, uh, Mike? I was like, so oh, they got like, a new drummer. Um, <laughs> they got a new drummer for this album. Yeah, uh, okay, okay. And Nick, the one is still with them now. Yeah, Nick and right. Brian. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's like the kind of iconic. Yes. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. drummer. Yeah, we all know Nico. We all know. Is he's, it Nico McBrain or Nico McBrian? I can. Uh, uh, it's Nico McBrain. Yeah. He's is, like. I didn't hear that properly. Is it? It's Nico McBrain. Brain. Like, brain. Brain. Yes. 
not brain. Brain. Not this is garbage. This it, is. It, it, yeah, if you, if you had to <laughs> like literally, else. like if you googled like heavy metal cheap uh, cheeky chappy, his face would be the first one that comes up. That's he has sooty on his drum kit. Yeah, because he once made an appearance on Sooty and Co. Yeah. In the 80s. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that sent me down like a half an hour I went it's the only band I can think of where I would read about one of their albums and then go on like a 20 to 30 minute Wikipedia haul about Sooty <laughs> like, no other band could you do that apart from Iron Maiden I definitely, I, I definitely yeah, watched a whole agree. bunch of um, like YouTube videos of, of him in drumming and stuff and showing off his yeah. cymbals and he is definitely like super ecstatic about everything he, he loves, loves it, it. he's yeah. always grinning <laughs> <laughs> he loves it yeah <laughs> Oh, oh man oh shit <laughs> Tim's out jinxing is just oh, no. absolute podcast poison yeah. <laughs> there's no dead air just dead weight <laughs> <laughs> which one we're gonna cut so yeah what's it um, it was second album produced by was it third album produced by uh, yeah because they did Killers yeah like what one. I really like about this album as well is like so after you've had a song like Hallowed Be My Name, like the most epic of epic main songs. Where do, you, I feel, where do you go? Yeah, but I feel like with this, like they managed to get that epic feel, mm-hmm. um, the storytelling, the musicianship, stuff like that. But they managed to also condense it into very digestible songs. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you've got the directness of like super big hits like Run to the Hills and Number of the Beast and stuff like that. But you've also got like... It's just like a, the expanse of stuff like Hallowed Be My Name. Yeah. Uh, and I think they, even though right from the beginning they had really good musical chops, I think the way they just integrate it into like regular songwriting, like there's never really a song where you feel like it's at the expense, like good musicianship is at the expense of good songwriting. They go hand in hand. Yeah. Whereas maybe on some of the earlier stuff, like, hey, on this track we're just going to get flashy instrumentals and there might not be like as good a chorus or anything like that or as good a vocal hook or lyrics and then or maybe you know they will just go straight for the hook but there won't really be as much going on musically yeah whereas this just feels like they've found their footing like they've had time to jam together the chemistry of the band everyone's settled in and now they kind of see how far they can push themselves yeah they know what they're doing yeah very confident with it as well the good thing about Maiden is they've always just had like one foot to the ground like at the end of the day it's got to be a good song doesn't matter how flashy we get like there's got to be a song in it and yeah, I think absolutely. this is such a great example of that like stuff just becomes more atmospheric because we were talking about last week like something like Number of the Beast isn't like an evil sounding song it's a really upbeat fun song yeah in this not they're trying to get super dramatic and evil but like it's darker it feels darker. Mm, yeah, yeah, completely. There's like sort of like soundscapes and moods and atmospheres in it. Like revelations into Tamer Land and stuff like that. Like you you get the feeling of the actual like you get the music matches the narrative of the lyrics and the uh, vocals. Yeah, I th- I think I think a lot more so than on Number of the Beast. Yeah. I think it's interesting as well though that you say that it's um it's punchier, because almost half the songs on it are over the five minute mark. Yeah, I, I like I think that I think there's only like eight or nine songs in the no. album something like that nine tracks and yeah. you know it didn't feel like it was cut short or anything like that no. yeah. I think it was a lot more common though back back then to have like psh, like stubbier albums I suppose yeah. Like, yeah. you're limited by how much you can put on a side of single side of yeah, a lot yeah, more money sure. to do yeah, yeah. a double album or, yeah. you know, and I think with, with this as well like the first six tracks just storm through they just, just disappear yeah, yeah. yeah they really re-listening do. it to do this I completely forgot there's, I, I do feel like there's definitely a change in kind of yeah. form on the album. <laughs> yeah. Maybe after that. Form. I mean, the first track just sort of really 
hits, hits the ground running. What an intro to Nico. It's the best. So, yeah, exactly. Like you say yeah. about the drumming. I think the intro to that is uh, just incredible. Like, yeah. I love um, the first track, Where Eagles so, Dare. Yeah, Where Eagles Dare, track number one. Um, I it, love it. I it love feels it so like much. also like an apology because it's like Invaders. Yep. Invaders! Yep. Wasn't really <laughs> raping! <laughs> Gosh, Hello, so gang. Invaders! <laughs> no chorus! <laughs> it's, like, it's like they kind of. That is just like the most stock kind of like intro song. And it feels like for the next couple of albums, they're like, hey, we're sorry, guys. We're going to make it up to you. We're going to have some real fucking good yeah. intro songs. <laughs> um, let me oh, just check so my uh, notes. Mike, actually, could we start off by hearing your notes? Yeah, what do you think about what was there? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I really like the guitar in this. It was catchy as hell. Also, yeah. like mm-hmm. the songs about like a... Clint Eastwood movie where he Absolutely. kills loads of Nazis so what's not so to love he has a fist fight yeah. on top of a um, mountain car a, um, I mean we've all been it's, there it's the best are you, you know. hang on just just for the record are you condemning Nazis Mike Scott <laughs> me <laughs> condemning Nazis yeah <laughs> it's hard it's, it's, hard. it's very yeah. tough hey, to do apparently, yeah. apparently it's more difficult than we thought yeah. Yeah. so sad good folks on both sides <laughs> so, yeah. so sad in 2017 they're everywhere he, and, also uh, uh, I mean he punches a lot of Nazis in the film as well it's it. fantastic it's, it's pretty, it's pretty rad. yeah yeah it's him yeah. Richard Burton um, I've, I've never seen it but, great um, it's written by Aston McLean who also wrote the book at the same time oh of course first what, as he was punching Nazis as he was punching Nazis <laughs> uh, it's very yeah, you would take their blood you can uh, I mean I think you can see why it appealed to Iron Maiden because it's a classic men on a mission World yeah. War II film yeah. the actual yeah. film itself I feel about Maiden as well yeah, like, yeah. exactly Like uh, I, the film itself has quite a lot of sort of twisty turny um, spy and espionage sort of plot in it which obviously they quite wisely steer away from uh, in the song uh, and the song obviously just focuses on let's get shit done it would be great let's if it was like Nazis. a musical shift in genre every time be amazing. Was imagine, <laughs> imagine that's a twist with, uh, yeah. but I just love this song so much I, I love the fact that when they do the um, the instrumental bit towards the end you get the machine gun fire yeah. and stuff like that which is just it, cool yeah. as hell and I lost when I saw them in Reading 2005 they did this, and With I wasn't expecting it at all. And <laughs> it was it was just dumb. It, it might as well have, it it might as well have been <laughs> because they played the machine gun noises, and they had like the pyrotechnics to go off with it. Yeah, and it was, was just because I absolutely lost my mind when they did where Eagles there Live. I was not expecting it. It's because yeah. you're a little too bad. It's just a bit. I got I got PTSD and had to hide. Jumped in a ditch. No, but it's just. Phenomenal. I just what a way to start an album. Like it's... my my big like memo from like so my big memo was awesome <laughs> instrumental passage, like the yep. bridge in the middle. Yeah. Um the... it's a bit because like the guitar feels like it's soaring as well. And like yep. that's what you be in imagery of like Clint Eastwood's off of the cable car. Yeah, exactly. Comes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all all of the I mean, going to like a more kind of technical standpoint on it, like the the amount of delay and reverb on that guitar just makes yeah. it just fill your kind yep. of soundscape. Yeah. During that solo. What, what year was this again? 1984. Right, yeah. Th- oh, was it? Hang on. Oh, it's 83. It's 83, yeah, sorry. they were doing them literally every year. Yeah. You're sorry, right, it was right. 16th of May, 1983. You're like a, you know, you're a, you're a guitar person, Lewis. Sometimes, you're a yeah. Gu- you're a guitar man. He's a bass guitarist. Yeah. A bass guitarist. You're a bass <laughs> guitarist. Um, you know, was this kind of like around the time when they had like digital delays and stuff, or was this kind of predominantly going to still be like tape delays and stuff? No, this this was digital. Um, actually, in fact, on uh, a lot of Iron Maiden, it was only maybe past few albums that uh, Dave Murray used any kind of effects post yeah a lot of um, 
his pedal, he had a full pedal board with all of his effects on it, and they recorded that straight to tape. Yeah. So even it was kind of like, like a super old school way of doing it. That if you set your delay to sound good for what you're playing, and you record it, and that's imprinted forever, you can't go yeah. back and move it. You got to mm. get the exact. You know, you got to really know the gear that you're using. Yeah. In order to make that carry out and work. Yeah, I'm talking about like 1984, like it was like a hundred years ago, but you know, it was but, actually no, it's, only it's, about six far, years before I was born. But, yeah, so, but it's, you know. as far yeah. as as far as music tech has yeah. developed, it music, was music production as well developed like a lot in the 80s. You think about like what say rock music in like 1980 sounds like to like late 80s, the amount of like synthesizers and stuff like yeah. that as well. Mm-hmm. Like it jumps a long way in a very short amount of time. I think that's why like 80s is like such a great genre for music because like you had so much like new technology coming in, mm-hmm. and people were getting. And like new genres popping up, like heavy metal as we know it, kind of became a thing in the eighties. Like hip hop, kind of formed the eighties. Well, it was it was one There's where so the, much new stuff. The music inspired the technology, and the technology inspired the music, and you've just yeah. got this wonderful feeding off of each other. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. Serpent eating its own tail, like, exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah, but its tail's to, delightful, to it, and yeah. its head is wonderful. <laughs> to give it some like heavy metal imagery, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's like oh, kind of like a rare, I mean, I think. The, <clears throat> It was um, Ry Kuda's Bop Till You Drop was the first album to be recorded fully, like, digitally. I love Ry Kuda. Is that, so is good, that isn't true? So, yeah, that, that's the first album, and he hated it because of that. He, really? he said that, I mean, like, I've got this album on vinyl, I think it sounds amazing, but, like, he just said that, like, it just lacked the kind Ooh. of, um, I don't know, the presence or something, mm. I, you know. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Which, at the time, was a different thing. But I guess Ry, Ry Kuda... Uh, his his favourite thing that he's done, I imagine, would be playing the hands of Ralph Macchio in uh, Crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I hope that's true and not another that's one of your lies. That's completely true. That's 100%. Yeah, true. Wow. Yeah, the, the Karate Kid... You, kids... you like your little lies in these, but that's... No, this is true. The Karate Kid sells his soul to the devil. Uh, it's kind of like a, the Robert Johnson, Steve Weiser, kind of it? blues thing. Steve Weiser, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen it. I think my mate Rich has it. I've never he's heard the of devil's. Uh, wait, because when he's yeah. in Crossroads, I'm like Britney, Britney Spears. Movie? No, the wrong. <laughs> yeah, I had a friend yeah, who used yeah. to get annoyed yeah. when people talk about Crossroads, and they didn't mean the. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Was the, it uh, Ronda Steve Vai? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he wrote a bunch of the music for it as well. He did. Yeah, um, have he you did seen all of all of the kind of the bluesy, slidey guitars and all that kind of stuff? Not to do a Ray podcast, but have you seen Paris, Texas? Uh, I've I've not like it's a the, brilliant the film soundtracks. Anyway. And then uh, like, he yeah. is he does all the soundtrack like, it's phenomenal. It just, oh, man, he's so ridiculous. I mean, the people came here for Maiden, but seriously, no, go so check right, out fucking Raikuda. Yeah, 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 it's fun. Yeah, yeah. totally. Fine. Never <laughs> guessed we would talk about Raikuda on a Maiden podcast, but <laughs> okay. amazing. Well, he, you know, he's a man. variety the magic is the spice of, of life. You know. Next track, Revelations. One one thing that I do want to say as well, the just it's such a big song, so much to talk about. The Pre-solo, that build-up, the down, yeah, gosh, so good. That the way the guitars separate and then it one switches to the harmony, but they keep that riff going, creeping death. Yeah, mm. yeah. In all, in almost <clears throat> the same way that you know. So another thing about listening to the most the last you know last two made albums, so peace of mind, then our next episode's Power Slave, is. Because I think this is where like the classic core Maiden sounds formed. Mm-hmm. Just hear it, like you think, oh god, a band took a little bit from that. A band took a little bit from that bit as well. And like seeing yeah, the sure. influence and hearing where it's influenced over stuff along the way has been really fun as well. Like I listened to Peace of Mind and Power Slave 
two times each in 24 hours. Like, I just had yeah. such a fucking <laughs> good time <laughs> listening to the Yeah. I think with it as well, I think now that we're getting into this, I don't know how you guys feel, but I'm finding it harder to hear other bands in Maiden sound. You yeah. Get, you get your bits, you know, like your Thin Izzy, Wishbone Ash, UFO, mm. stuff like that. Yeah. But I think by and large, I mean, no wonder that they managed to, you know, just blast out an album once a year. They just had their own thing. That but did their own so, thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. strong. Definitely. So strong. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great when, like, you see... It's what, like, I used to love just, like, going through a band's discography just to hear them develop. Yeah. And it's really fun just doing this with Maiden because, like, if listening to, what, the first two albums that only came out, like, a couple of years prior... I feel like we've left like a decade. It's ridiculous. We've not, you know, it's crazy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It, just to write, I mean, that many songs, that many good songs, mm. and that many genre-defining tracks, and just everything. It's why invented the wheel. I don't yeah. Know, yeah. <clears throat> it's absolutely incredible. I wonder how it must feel for them. Like they're just doing what they do. Yeah. It's crazy. It must be when you look back and realise. Yeah. yeah. Wait, exactly. hang on a minute. It's, yeah. What, something something happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, next on Revelations. Uh, for my. Part of my little memos about it, I've just put best Maiden song ever. It's one of my favourites. <laughs> Top ten for me. Yeah, how do you feel about this one? Um, yeah, I didn't realise that I'm Maiden were a Christian band. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. didn't so that listening. is a revelation of this band. Yeah, so, I mean, I've learned something. Um, Stop listening after this. Yeah. I mean, isn't... Are a few of the members, like, Born Again Christians ne- or something ne- like the drummer, Nico. But his bus way That's yeah. recent, that's like... Oh, is that like... That's not kind of... That's no, like, two, like 2000s talking. when they, like, had the sort of big reunion with Bruce and Adrian. That, yeah. yeah, he kind of... Because like, he, he's one of those guys who just, like, partied way too fucking hard. Oh, really? And it was like, oh, cool, like, I'm probably going to have to... I've had a good time now. I should probably give this up and, like, actually <laughs> he, uh, really get into something. I better find Jesus He visited quickly. a church with his wife and had, like, a real... No pun intended. He actually <laughs> had like a revelation in a church. Yeah. That made him sort of a bit of a breakdown and become a born again Christian. That's strange, isn't it? Like he got really emotional. And, mm. um, I really like revelation. Uh, the thing for me, I can't hear it now. Without, in my, there's a couple of songs coming out later on as well that do this. Mentally, I have to put in Bruce's chant that he does live. Yeah. I can't help but put that in. There's another song in the next episode we're going to do, which I can't listen to without mentally <laughs> inserting um, Bruce yeah. live into it. It's, it's like really if, I, if I listen to Creeping Death with enough, like, when they get the die chants and stuff like that, like, yep. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of, like, Jason Newsom mm-hmm. screaming, Motherfucker, die! Yeah. yeah like, Probably Mouth Hutton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why they got rid of him, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, yeah, you, you can't kind of, like, I Maiden Live is such a huge, <laughs> huge, like, part of uh, the, the experience like mm-hmm. not just the studio albums but the live show as well mm-hmm. the interaction yeah. Like, yeah yeah when you listen to those live versions it live like that experience listening to those songs is solidified and like you yeah it's hard to kind of go back to it have, well, they, have they done any live albums at this point no. no oh yeah. this point oh right I mean no. at this point in time yeah, 2017 no, I, mean, like, I know yeah. they've done yeah, I, yeah, I would yeah. say they've probably done too many <laughs> yeah. no they haven't uh, the next album is when they do a probably their biggest tour and also made their first big 
Yeah, um, I, I reckon there's well. probably like a few. I mean, they must put some singles and EPs. definitely bootlegs. Like the Roundhouse tapes is the one that always gets talked yeah. about. And we uh, did that big. We did that big box set. It's the sound, yeah, yeah, Soundhouse. Soundhouse. Yeah, yeah, Soundhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and a lot. Um, a lot of that was just kind of live recording for the sake of it. Yeah. To get it done, and it was just in a rough studio. Did you yeah, like this song? Uh, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I liked it. I, I was it's only kidding about the it's whole. It's such a different. Oh, I know that. I just curious. Thank God. It's just a different. You do you, Nico. You do you. You know. It's quite a tone shift from Where Eagles Dare. Yeah, into this one, yeah. it works beautifully. They, they kind of did that on because you don't want to get exhausted. Otherwise. To be fair, they've kind of done it on most albums. Like have that banger of the first track and also Invaders, and then <laughs> I mean, go into something like because you've got um, Children of the Damned yeah. on the yeah. last one as well. But again, Children of the Damned is like the prototype for this. Like Revelation just feels so much more atmospheric. It's also like feels super proggy as well. Like it, yeah, because. It just goes through lots of... It gets quite staccato. You've got, like, the clean guitar, very yep. atmospheric. The way it kind of picks up, speeds up. Like, it just... It does loads of different things yeah. in, like, a song which is, what, like, six minutes long? Well, it's, it's almost seven. Seven. Bruce is actually... Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't feel I like think... It, I don't know if, if you felt this, Mike, as well. I think, because um, on... Number of the Beast. Bruce was in too late to kind of really write any of the lyrics or anything. Did uh, he have yeah. no, 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 he did, he did. <clears throat> but like, he wasn't legally allowed to be credited. No, he, no, he's he he was too late. I feel like he Evidently. definitely. I feel like he didn't. <clears throat> but, but on this one was where he he really kind of took it on his own. Yeah. So Revelations was a big. A big Bruce writing thing. I, I think. Kinda, yeah, I kind of hope that actually now thinking about people who end up listening to this podcast, you know all three of you, you know, uh, will actually kind of, like, call us out on some of the... Uh, yeah, which yeah. Here, we're lovers, not experts. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, if there's any kind of, like, bits of, I don't know, trivia that kind yeah. of come out, because, I mean, mm. I like that kind of stuff, like, a lot. Any any trivia is always welcome. And yeah, we, any corrections, stuff like that. We yeah. don't proclaim to know everything by any... I mean, I, I know <laughs> fuck all, I actually show. know nothing. Lovers, so. not experts. I think exactly. that's the best way to treat us. <laughs> but I think in this one, you can... the. The actual writing style of the lyrics just ups its game so much. And I think yeah. this is where you can kind of see, like, to me personally, a slight divide in the member style of writing. Because I mm. think Bruce, in this, so much more poetic. That's so that's exactly what I put in my notes. Like, uh, it's a really emotive performance, like a prog text, Richard, but also the storytelling is just a bit more poetic. Yep. It's a bit more abstract and expressive. Um, it's really interesting, Sarah, because I've got something to say about poeticness in one of the other songs later on actually <laughs> with this so it's quite interesting to put up on this one um, yeah, yeah it's, um, it's some of my favourite lyrics of Maiden's yeah. whole career it's, just, mm-hmm. it's beautiful this is very it's like it is yeah. you just yeah, <laughs> yeah right is that, is that the end of uh, Revelation yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember like hearing that and just cracking up it is you I'm watching in like some non-existent music video like everything goes black and then like a candle lights up with Bruce with like a hood like a manga yeah. thing like he just points at the camera and, and then blows like, up the candle and goes yeah and video ends yeah. it turns it's a really old advert for the national lottery <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, everything is for new Scottish widows. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a TV channel where they're showing a non non-existing video for Revelations <laughs> in the mid '90s because it's after the National Lottery started, <laughs> and it's on ITV, obviously, or something because yeah. it's got adverts as well. Even though the lottery's on BBC, no, they show. I do show adverts on the lottery. I'm really so what is this TV show where they're showing? We decided to record a new video. <laughs> I really want to watch that. That'd be incredible. 
I'm trying. Well, it has to be Michael Barrymore presenting it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, oh, dear. Wow. Wow. That's, yeah, that's a great point. I'd yeah. watch it. Oh, yes, so would I. 100%. Um, Want to see him blow a candle out now? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just absolutely belt up as well. Oh, just, just, just as well, because, like, again, I imagine Adrian Smith really started to get, like, his feet stuck in with songwriting as well. Yeah. I'm just trying, I'm, I'm just going to have to be rubbish and just kind of look at the I mean, this, this point, who wrote what. This is Adrian's third album. Yeah. As well. I. But I know a big part of Maiden was like, it's the song, like you've got Steve Harris, yep. you've also got Adrian Smith and Bruce Dickinson's writing partnership because they did write a lot of stuff together, right? Mm-hmm. So Smith and Dickinson uh, on this one wrote uh, Flight of Icarus. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did Sun and Steel. Oh, yeah, Bruce wrote, um, didn't realise Bruce, Bruce wrote Revelation single-handedly. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, but I think if you listen to his later stuff, when his, his solo album, yeah. I think you can hear it. Mm. For sure. Mm. Like, he's got a very, very distinct style of writing and lyrics and all that. Yeah. Um, they also, they collaborated with Steve Harris on um, Die With Your Boots On. I think some of the, the best songs was when uh, Adrian Smith kind of really got involved with it, for sure. Yeah, definitely. In my opinion, anyway. Yeah. He's my favourite member of Iron Maiden. Yeah, he's... I love Adrian Smith. He's the boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's your boy. Because he's just quite... He doesn't really do interviews or anything like that. You know he writes the really good songs and he just goes out there with his band down and his little yeah. goatee. He just looks plays. like cool metal dad. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, he's kind That's of like, his new band. <laughs> he's cool just because he's like a step back from everything. In the same mm-hmm. way that like Izzy Stradlin is the coolest member of Guns N' Roses yeah. because he's the one who just doesn't give a shit and isn't involved. It's like, okay, you guys do your thing. Yeah. And he's kind of cooler just from being slightly away from it and away from any drama or anything like that. Yeah. 100%. Do you guys have like a metal dad... At all? No. 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 Dads. Flesh and bone. Just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have a robo dad. If that's what you're asking. Robo dad. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I call him the Tin Man. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Tin Dad. <laughs> um, no, my dad is not a heavy metal fan. Um, Mine is. Mine's a big metalhead. Oh, is he? Uh, we went to see for his 40th birthday. He took. Well, he went with his mate, and he took me and my mates to go see Motorhead. Uh, in London, Legend. that was That's amazing. Uh, and then we went to see Iron Maiden in 2003 as well. Um, I've been to quite a few gigs with my dad, actually. He's, yeah, he's a big metal head, so <laughs> wow. awesome. Started yeah. on the Sabbath and got me into all of that. I remember Christmas Day, I got a um, sort of half-size um, pool Ozzy table. Osborne. Half-size, <laughs> half-size Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, but we hired to do chores. That would be incredible. And he was pissed. <laughs> well, I wonder why, because there was something in over over moving around, grumbling. Uh, no, I had a half-size, I wish I had a half-size Aussie now. I had a half-size pool table. Uh, it was on Christmas Day, and I remember we were playing pool. Uh, my dad put on um, We Sold Our Soul for uh, Rock and Roll, the yeah. Better Black Sabbath. I just couldn't deal, I didn't, I didn't quite understand what I was listening to. Yeah. Because the first track on that is, Tangent Time, is Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. Yeah. And it's such a, if you've never heard Heavy Metal before really, which I really hadn't that much of a time. Yeah. I couldn't get my head around what we were listening to. Because so, <laughs> yeah. his vocals are mad on that track. Yeah. They're, really, like, they're a lot deeper yeah, than yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. normal. But uh, yeah. yeah, that was my first... And it's anyway. especially surreal when all of this is on Christmas coming, Day. Out, yeah. coming out of the mouth of a two foot ten man <laughs> that you've never met yeah. in your room. He, he, I don't know what happened to him. I think he must have sold him a car boot. Yeah. Um, he, he's pissing everything, going the Alamo, right? The Alamo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but now I've got I've got a Robo Dad. Yeah. Uh, dad so no, yeah, yeah, my dad just yeah, he just likes Steely Dan. Steely Dan, Steely Dan, Steely Dad. There we go. So he's metal in his own way. Yeah, in his own way. My dad was like. Like he listens to all sorts, but like he 
I mean, there's more rock this dad chat. This yeah. 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 Can we have a We all talk about dad band as well. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He, like, my dad liked uh, Blondie, so that's something a bit more rocky and uh, my dad as well. Fan yeah. As well. Um, I think everyone's dad is. Any man of that age is going to be. Yeah. I think there's, yeah, 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 I there's a few things. Yeah. 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 Maybe like, it's because Debbie Harry is a smoke show. Oh my god. <laughs> smoke show. <laughs> show. Smoke show. Oh, wow. <laughs> Don't question it. I think it's for the uh, technicality of her drumming. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I think it's for the way De- uh, Debbie Harry raps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's a man in the hat. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps on um, But, like, I like, used to play loads of classical music as well. And cool. it then thought about like my mum used to listen to a lot of punk, my dad used to listen to a bit of punk and a bit of classic and jazz and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of oh, makes yeah. sense. Like, this is how I ended up listening to metal. Yeah, it's yeah. like the weird middle mm. ground between them. My dad, uh, I he's actually got a lot more into this now. He's mm. he really really loves like Crazy Train and that, but you know all the big things when I used to play it so much that I guess he yeah. had no choice. Yeah, um, he's more of he loves his kind of. Like 80s synth pop, like okay. Eurasia. Hey, cool. And this one, was he a bit of a new romantic? <clears throat> uh, he was a skinhead. <laughs> <laughs> Never really found his place. No. <laughs> but um, he, I mean, I've never seen a man. Uh, go so ballistic to Motown before that he once almost burnt down a bar in Portugal. <laughs> he came bounding out of the toilets when. Um, Baby Love came on. Oh, of course, okay. yeah. <laughs> Baby Love. Yeah. Boom. This man just comes hurling out like a gorilla trying to get yeah. out of its chains. <laughs> uh, just elbows thrashing about, knocks over this barrel just covered in candles and tablecloth. <laughs> and just almost burned this down this poor man's uh, That's incredible. Place. Wait, is this because of his love of Motown or his hatred of Motown? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they kept playing and we were like, please stop. Yeah. We, we just hit it. And you two. politely to stop. <laughs> no, you forced my hand. You won't like me when I'm jazzed. Yeah. Uh, in the two minutes he was in the bathroom, he managed to shave his head. <laughs> He's just screaming no town as he pushes no it over. No <laughs> oh my god, no town Blakey is no town Blakey. Oh, Joe, this has been a really good transition into Flight of Icarus. Let's just try that really speak. Speaking of father son stories. Would you believe this isn't scripted? <laughs> um, I just want to say, this is a fucking great song, but they were playing fast and loose with the story of the Flight of Icarus. <laughs> so we're like, I don't even know if they actually know the story of the Flight of Icarus. Because they, they, take the some, they take some real fucking liberties with like, what is quite a famous story. I mean, like, I, it survived generations and generations, <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of years. Until 1983. pretty much the same story's been told the entire time. And then Bruce Dickinson's like, oh no, I got this one. <laughs> Isn't the dad in Flight of Icarus called Dadalus? Dadalus. 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 Yeah, yeah, right. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> support your joke now, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Dadalus. Dadalus. Uh, Mike, what did you think of uh, Flight of Icarus? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I liked the song. Like, I think it was kind of music. <laughs> I hate the mythology. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I genuinely kind of. I sometimes I do tire of kind of, of I don't know 
so, you know, sometimes getting like su- super into mythology and like old stories just for the sake of doing that mm-hmm. does some mm-hmm. sometimes kind of bother me. Um, also, so like ma- maybe it's also just just because I find this story of Icarus kind of a bit annoying. It's like... Well, this, this well, ain't okay, because this <laughs> is the story. Yeah, well, thank you. It's just like, well, this guy's like pouring wax on a, you know, a bunch of feathers or something and he's like, yeah, this will totally make me fly. It's stupid. It's stupid, you know? I don't, uh, none of this happens in the song. <laughs> yeah, I, I, know, I know. I just, like, my mind wanders. Um, no, no, they have a line, now his wings turn to ashes to ashes his grave. That's true. Yeah. But that's like, like the bit, but that's the story in one sentence. Yeah, but, they, but like, there's no them escaping the prison. I, there's like a crowd. I know. And they're egging him on. It's about a braggart. <laughs> Essentially, isn't but it? I, but I feel like in this, Icarus is the bad guy. No, it's his dad who's the bad guy because his dad encourages him to fly higher and higher. Isn't that... Whereas in the story, oh, his dad Icarus tells the... him not to fly too yeah. high. Because at the end, where he's like, now he knows his father betrayed. Yeah. Because okay. like, no, his no, dad no, no, was yeah. like, go on, go higher. And the crowd's cheering him on. Do you know what? I actually, I actually think that this is obviously the version of Flight of Icarus that I've heard more times saying that I don't know where I stand on the mythology now. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you've, yeah, you've, you're so used to this one that, like, if someone were to tell yeah. you, you'd be like, fake news. <laughs> fake old news. This is for every, every, every... Jesus, if I had a nickel for every time someone brings up Flight of the Icarus. I know, right, yeah. Uh, so he's saying that his dad betrayed... Yes. The son? Yeah. Yes. Or is he saying his father betrayed us and he didn't listen to his dad? Wait a second. So now his father, betrayed him. His father betrayed. Now his father betrayed. So as in he's betrayed his father <laughs> yeah. by, his by lyrics, flying to... See, the way, the way it kind of sounds, it's almost like it, it sounds like his father actually just supported him too much and believed in him too much and then his wax oh, wings okay. melted. You know, oh, it's something that he's yeah, like, hey son, yes, if you want to be an actor, you could be an actor. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, so, so, son, you can oh, fly, thanks, you can fly. It's like, yeah. no, dad, I don't think I can fly. It's like, no, you can, I believe in you and you can fly. It's like, no, dad, really, so, honestly. It's about push your parents, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like it's like, look at my see. fancy flying boy. <laughs> come, and see, come and see my boy. Oh Do no, he's fly. melting, he's <laughs> melting and he's falling. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the sun breaks above the ground, all my sounds in the hill, okay. As the ground warms to the first rays of light, a bird song, a bird song <laughs> shatters the star. Oh, okay. I always thought that that line was bird son. Squaw, dad, squaw, squaw. I can do it, dad. Squaw. Bird son. I always thought that was bird son. I fucked a goose. His, his eyes are a bit S-O-N. Son. Son is in S-O-N. S- oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the bird son. <laughs> Um, they both make sense. Okay, so his eyes are blazed. See the madman in his gaze. Okay, so is the madman? Are we looking at the madman? Oh shit! Or is the madman? Is he looking at his son? I think madman in his gaze means you can see in his eyes. These crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Then we've got maybe this is a good written great call. chorus. Yeah, this is making it, come on, we're getting some one of the catchiest Iron Maiden songs. Oh, yeah, super. it's great. Uh, now the crowd breaks and a young boy appears, looks the old man in the eye. As he spreads his wings and shouts at the crowd, in the name of God, my father, I fly. Oh, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is What changing. if this is a betrayal from God? Oh. Jesus Christ. His father betrayed. Uh, his eyes seem so glazed as he flies on the wings of a dream. Now he knows his father betrayed. Now his wings turn to ashes to ashes his grave. Maybe... It does sound like the father's betrayed him. Yes. Yeah. In this version. Look, we'll have to make, get, make, we'll get Bruce on an episode. Make, we'll yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe the father had like some re- record-setting flight, and it's almost like I'm going to do better than that, and he couldn't deal with it. I still nice song. Uh, <laughs> <catchy>. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, son, did you heat proof your wings? No, Dad! Um, at the very end, when Bruce uh, hits like the last. Uh, With the guitar fly. work behind it. Yeah, but like, Amazing. it's really good because like, it's like he doesn't just like take a deep breath and go for a big fly. He's already singing fly, then he extends the note as the. Oh, or, as the yeah, it just goes on way longer than you'd think, but it's, it's almost like. It's not, he's not building up to the note. It kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, he, yeah, it's amazing. Um, apparently, though, in the autobiography, Steve Harris was saying that he wished the song was a bit more up-tempo. Like, when they played it live, they play it a little bit faster. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. And I, don't, I don't like it faster. Mm, I, I like the fact that it's like... I love this trudging. Because especially after Revelations... Yeah. It's... The gives the chorus pace. a bit more of a build. I think the chorus sounds a million mm. times bigger. Yeah. But um, yeah. when the album came out, it got to like number three in the it charts. Did. And I know one of the things that held it back was a... One of the things that held it back was like a Now That's What I Call Music compilation, like one of the first ones they put out, which apparently wouldn't qualify for the charts anymore. So, But Steve Harris, when he was saying in like, the autobiography, that he wished and thought that if they recorded it a bit faster, so it was a bit more like what people were used to with Maiden, Right, it would have kind of grabbed people in, and he reckons the album might have got to number one. That's interesting. Um, it's like more of a gallop. I would yeah. say, I would say that maybe faulting the better songs on the album is not why it yeah. <laughs> didn't get to number one. Yeah, I mean, really, it's because they didn't release the Trooper as the first single. Because that's what it should have been the first <laughs> well, single. Yeah, it's the absolutely. second single, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, yeah, I I absolutely love the song. I feel like they don't play it loads now. Compared because no. usually if they're going to do it, drop anything on this album, it's usually the Trooper. Yeah. But like, yeah, I I'd love this one. It's it's brilliant. It's just a great song. Yeah. Closing thoughts on that one, Mike. I liked it. Didn't like the confusing story though. <laughs> Maybe we arguably made it more confusing for ourselves. And I bet if like I made them were listening to this podcast right now, which I guarantee they never will. Email us. Oh, you don't know yeah. that. Yeah. Come yeah. On. Email yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve, you can... Come at me, Steve Harris. Email yeah. me. <laughs> God, I dare you. I dare you, Steve. I mean, I feel like. Maybe it's becoming a trope that we read slowly too much yeah, into some songs. I strongly, strongly, <laughs> and it is a trope I will <laughs> never stop. So you know, I'm just going to carry on with that one. The next one, "Die with um, Your Boots On," <clears throat> was that boots on. was "Die with Your Boots On" released as a single as well. No, it feels no. like it should be. I feel it? like in America, especially like at this point, you'd have had Aussie kind of massive over that. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you, you would know. have had what its first two album solo albums. Yeah, it's just for two singles on this one on this album. I feel like that over there yeah. would have been huge yeah because well, it's like it feels like a single and like when I was in the album I was like oh we're going to the Trooper next I'm like oh Die of Your Boots on does, like, are we talking about Die Your Boots on now yeah does Bruce fuck up his vocals in which bit there's just one bit where it sounds like he's talking oh it's how he goes because if you're gonna die if you're gonna die and it almost sounds like he's singing <laughs> too soon laughs, no yeah. I think because it's so quiet oh, he goes it's yeah so he goes quiet. if you're gonna die yeah, yeah. like it's almost like he starts and then realises I don't, I don't think that is necessarily what's happened there, but mm. it's, they don't do that in many other songs where he's just sort of... I think it's quite a loose performance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really I, interesting. I think that's one of the things that changed. I think this is maybe one of the last albums that had that, because uh, even in um, Flight of Icarus, you get more soul types of that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like this song? Yeah. Yeah, I really like this song. I, I thought it was really catchy. Mm. Like, yeah. Big riffity start of it as well. Big riff. Yeah. Like, I mean, moral of the song... Not so, not so good. Actually, you know, <laughs> to be honest, dying with the boots on, 
Morticians have a hard enough job as it is. <laughs> yeah. Nice pair of carpet slippers. That's considerate. Guaranteed, when I die, you know, slippers. just before, <laughs> I will lay down, I will take off my shoes and, uh, you know, be convenient for everyone. I think at that age you'll do anything but Crocs anyway. You'll die in an avalanche and if you hadn't stopped and laid down, <laughs> you'd still be alive to this day. <laughs> you insisted on changing on to sort of comfortable pair of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I disagree because I quite like the, the lyrics are very apocalypse doom and gloom like oh it's it's almost like atypical Iron Maiden lyrics mm-hmm. but they're also just saying ah fuck it just get on with it like yeah. okay the end's here but that's deal my favourite line ah fuck it yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah fuck it bring the beat back <laughs> <laughs> Nico bring that shit back <laughs> one more time um, no I, I just like the kind of like it is like oh another promise spell disaster everything's like doom gloom Satan everything but it's mm-hmm. like oh just, just deal with it whatever the gang vocals yeah. are a bit unusual for a Maiden song I like that element to be honest. They're always yeah, spoken on it, rather than sang. Some of the yeah. gang bits. Of, yeah. Well, I, I, I just feel like it made it sound a bit. Yeah. Second bit. If you're gonna die. Yeah. I really like That's it. That's just Bruce, like doubled. But it feels a bit strange. Okay. Like, it just still feel like gang vocals. Yeah. Though, I think. Like, I, the way they've... I think it's the talkingness of it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But that's probably what threw me off then. I I really do like this song. I think as well. It it does that thing that Maiden do where they they take this kind of subject and I guess it's that kind of that old British stiff upper lift like go on right, let's yeah. do this let's make it's, it so yeah that's what it is yeah a we're, jolly good time it's the man on the mission mentality of Maiden like yeah. world domination that's it that's what yeah. we're about yeah I love it mm-hmm. and it leads it just flows so well into the trooper oh, the, the, yeah. the other best Maiden song yeah. ever I guess <laughs> yeah one of 20 um, <laughs> yeah. yeah I think every um, episode I've said this is one of my favourite songs so far, for, for my memo I just put the, again I just put the best full stop and also the only pops the only like song to like go into like the top 10 maybe top 5 singles that has the words acrid smoke and horse's breath yeah. <laughs> there's not many I think Katy Perry's new one has some of yeah. them yeah. Yeah. yeah the new David Guetta Nicki Minaj yeah. mashup yeah I Mike I assume it. you were familiar with this one uh, like yeah, it's like, yeah. The, like the first Iron Maiden song I think I've probably heard and uh, yeah obviously love the song and decided to ignore the entire back catalogue after that don't know how that works but fuck <laughs> there's it there's no way they could get any better than this yeah <laughs> well they beat they really did uh, <laughs> no this song's freaking great I think it just it really puts you like that open, oh, man, that opening riff yep. it's, it's just, just so great. It's so banging yeah. and uh, you know it kind of just it Puts you into a kind of like charge mode. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, same yeah, yeah, with yeah. this and Run to the Hills. That um, Maiden Gallop yeah. really, really works on this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, puts you right sure. in there with the action. Yeah. I mean, they use it quite a quite a lot, but I just feel like it, like yep. you know, it mm. it doesn't feel like every time I hear it, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not tired of this. You know, no, I'm definitely not no, tired. No, absolutely. Of this. How did you feel listening to this song in the context with Full Album? That's a good point. Yeah. Um, it was actually good. Well, I mean, because I, I mean, like, I do listen to this song quite regularly, yeah. so it's a bit weird actually. Um, you know, in the especially with the kind of previous song, felt a bit kind of like. I don't know, maybe I wouldn't have put it in the, this position in the album, potentially. I don't know okay. if um, anyone else feels that, but I think especially we could, like, nope. die with your boots on. Felt kind of a little bit, like, light-hearted. Um, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. It's got, like, a kind of... Um, yeah, I would... Wink to it. I this would, one's a lot more, like, I would have probably, serious. Yeah, I would have probably put it, Super like, second to, <laughs> second to last or something okay. like that. 
Um, but I mean, you know, I think it's um, it's a yeah. I think every time we think about the track listing, we've also got to remember that like these were released on vinyl. So yeah. This what, is, could, what, what, yeah. like, what could be a centerpiece is actually... What's a vinyl? That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> well, it's pronounced vinyl. That's what you're saying. Mm, that's, 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 that's why every time I go to a record shop, I've got, you got any vinyl, they look at me like I'm... Ah, just, just, yeah. <laughs> um, but you've got to remember that like... Have you got any vinyl in a record shop? <laughs> <laughs> um, but every time like you think, okay, this is like the centerpiece of the album, which kind of is, it's also the closer of one yeah. side or the opener of the next one. Yeah, for mm. sure. That's, I, I've never mm. thought about that really. that's actually a good point because this so- yeah. like this song if there's going to be a, like any song on the album is going to make you want to flip the, the flip the record yeah. it's not going to yeah. make you just want to stop halfway you just want to like, flip the chair that I'm yeah. 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 Like, when you think like so many albums like okay you've got less tracks but like everything has to be more direct because essentially you're not writing a whole album you're kind of writing two because you're going to have the opportunity to pause in the middle so you want to feel when you finish side one that you've kind of concluded yeah. that side and you felt like you've got like a full gamut or like spectrum and then you kind of start again you've got to get something to like kind of pick you back up again yeah and kind of close again yeah when you think of like all those like metallica albums again like those first those early ones like halfway through you get like your sanitariums your fade to blacks and your ones yeah and then you've got like then you're flipping it back over again then you've got like your fast song to bring you back into the mix. <laughs> and i guess you do have like it's you know it's you kind of start on a peak Come down midway peak, yeah. come down end on a peak. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think this is one of the first maiden albums that really gets that. Yeah, I think because with, like you say, with um, Number of the Beast, you start on a weird note, but then it shoots right up, and you've got like five absolute totally. belters. Yeah, and then it kind of comes down a bit, straight back up. Yeah, it's like it's not so much like the thing to get you to listen to the album in the first place. It's the thing to get you to listen to the second yeah. half to actually get up off a sofa turn the record over. And I guess on this they would be thinking from a more sales point of view. I mean this is the, this is um this did especially well in America because with the last one that was their first time they went out to the states mm. yeah. played there. This this is the first new material I guess that was released with people knowing who they were in the states. Also mm. like this was at a time where you could actually make music, uh, sorry, make money off of record sales as yeah. well. So that probably yeah. was kind of <clears throat> pretty important to their uh, The way that you think about how it flows is completely going to change isn't it yeah well it's kind of like these days bands like metal bands have to kind of like they release albums pretty much to kind of like tour the fuck out of them and exhaust <laughs> the fuck out yeah. yeah never going to make any money off of it yeah yeah you record to tour you don't yeah, exactly to record, which yeah. arguably is maybe a good thing for live music but probably not great for their pension i don't know <laughs> i think so i can't remember who it was but someone said that um essentially Albums nowadays for metal bands are an advert for their t-shirt, uh, t-shirt business, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is true. Which I is can, completely yeah, true. It's just essentially now, sadly, the album is a promo for the merchandise that yeah. you need to buy for them to keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, so, that's sad. Uh, <laughs> but it means it means I'll get a really sweet Mastodon Opeth t-shirt when I see them. So exactly, yeah, yeah, that's everyone wins. Works. Yeah. Um, so wait, what was I going to say I, about this? I mean, yeah, the beer's good as well. Oh, it's great beer. Great beer. Lovely drop yeah. of yeah. yeah. I've not had it yet, so we need to, you know... Yeah, well... Annoyingly, we banked on them selling it. Uh, we, we record this podcast at Mike's Place, um, and we all banked on pretty much drinking nothing but Trooper yeah. in the hope that, you know, hey, come on, 
Go on, Trooper. Yeah. You know what yeah. yeah. Robinson's Robinson with just thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone would send us a nice big old pallet. Oh. Okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, maybe a couple of cases. That, that's the yeah. first but, question, boy. Just, oh, just my a goodness. sip. I feel like it. I'm on a rack. It's right now. I just need some beer. Tie in. Oh, sorry, it. I'm getting too excited. Yeah, I've got a lot to say. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Trooper is fucking awesome. Like, I can't imagine a Maiden show without them playing it. I know it's probably been the ones where they haven't played it since it's come out, but like, it's such a staple. Oh, another thing as well. Um, so, when they play this live, again, huge part of it, the crowd all joining in with the words sort of chant. Mm-hmm. Bruce always dresses up, gets like the red coat on, comes yeah. out with yeah. like the Union Jack. It's, a, it's yeah. brilliant. It's Forget incredible. the microphone sometimes. It's super, <laughs> it's super inspiring. But like Maiden, like have this weird feel. Like you, when you're just May, you see them live. You see them on stage, like singing these songs, like waving the flag. Like it's patriotic without ever being jingoistic as well. Exactly. It's the best. It's the best kind Except, of um, yeah. patriotism. It's, yeah. it's yeah. what it should be. Just like it's not like Phil Anselmo coming on his Confederate outfit. <laughs> 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 it's, like, it's not like a Ted, yeah, Ted Nugent kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Ted Nugent comes on and shoots a brown man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> marries a twelve-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially with, with Maiden in particular. <laughs> we are not going on that tangent. But it's like, like <laughs> Maiden in particular would completely change if it was like a St George's Cross or something. But even then, I don't think that would be a problem because they, again, I think we've talked about this on mo- probably most of the albums now, especially yeah. the Bruce ones. Uh, it all is part of the theatricality yes. of what mm. they do. It's all a performance. Yeah. Um, but also, I think I, ne- I never, it's just him acting and dressing as a soldier that he's singing about in the song. Yeah. I mean, like. Yeah. And, yeah. Also, and also, it's not as if the, the curve of it is particularly. Patriotic, because it's not. It's not like celebrating what the Redcoats did or anything. That's it's true. Eddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, yeah. it's just it's, about you know the madness, the chaos, exactly. it, chaos on the battlefield. Yeah, as well. it's, totally. it's, it's, I think that's the thing. It's, it's stories about what happened. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's it's excellent. It's great. Um, Still life is one of my favourites. I really like this one as well. I feel like it's I quite it. underrated. Usually, mm-hmm. like yeah. no one ever mentions it. I think with the past five mm. songs, I think it gets lost in the mix. Yeah. Do, do you wonder if they actually just maybe called it "Peace of Mind" because it is basically the title track. I did wonder. For some purposes. Yeah. Um. They were. I mean, the album was originally going to be called "Food for Thought." Yeah, I'm fucking glad they called it that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I, maybe I, don't, we... I generally don't want to go around table like, yeah, my favourite album is Food for Thought by <laughs> <laughs> but We might have got a sweet cover of Eddie, like, eating brains or something. Yeah, he would have been yeah, eating brains, yeah. 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 <laughs> but, like, it would have been his own brain, so it would be, like, the yeah. top of his head yeah. with a brain in it. And they yeah. did that on another album. They did it on some, some form of the singles where it's just a oh, spoon it's of like the egg Eddie cup, Jelly. Right. Yeah, it's okay. like the egg, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the egg cup. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's pretty cool. What do you think? Uh, so I mean, the the song was uh, you know about a guy who's obsessed with a swimming pool, right? That's, <laughs> that's it. That's, yeah. what, that's the gist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His name's yeah. Paul. Yeah. Like, he's constantly like, looking over the fence. Yes. Yeah. 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 His name's Paul. Billy Swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine like a like home improvement. The guy who's always looking over the fence. Oh, uh, yeah. that's not Al. No, Al. Wilson. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know why. Do you yeah, actually like see the bottom of his face? No, because he was probably always naked under there because he was ready to jump in the pool. Oh, I see, right. Yeah. <laughs> who are we talking about, sorry? Home Improvement. Okay, <laughs> who are we home improvement are you talking the about? Neighbor? The neighbour who you only see him peering oh, over his the name fence. Is like... It's Wilson. It's Wilson. Wilson. His name's yeah. Wilson. Yeah. There's even a real bullshit episode where he's teaching. I, I barely watched any Home Improvement. <laughs> but there's, I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think maybe Matt Mayfield was quite into it. But there's an episode where he's teaching Shakespeare at a kid's school. 
And he still managed to cover his fucking face up the whole way through. <laughs> with like books and stuff. So you just see his eyes too. <laughs> and it was, it was the real will they, won't they moment everyone yeah. waiting for. Yeah. Oh. Like a Ross and Rachel, Sam and Diana kind of thing, yeah. Wilson and his fence. Um, yeah. You guys have all seen <laughs> that. Why are we talking home improvement? Tangent. We've got so much more to to get through. <laughs> you, you get, you oh, got, maybe because no one has anything to say about still life, is that what it is? It's, it's just a good song. It's yeah. bloody good. Uh, the the I, intro as well. Um, the backwards <laughs> message yeah. is... Uh, who is it? Right. Is it really dumb? So, okay, it's, uh, I think, a comedian or someone called Idi Amin. Probably could have looked this up is that this. Like, No, 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 uh, you've got back a people. So Idi Amin was the... Ugandan... Is Ugand- is the like last king of Scotland. Oh, you know, shit! <laughs> so... Oh, wow, man. But you're not off the mark. <laughs> okay. So uh, it's, N- it's Nico at Brain doing an impression of it. Oh, well. He's doing okay. an impression of a comedian's impression of right. Idi Amin. Okay. I never want to hear about played forwards. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's definitely going to be very uh, uncomfortable to listen to. <laughs> I feel like, uh, especially at the time, like... <laughs> I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to find it. Uh, hey, this is the thing when we were looking, when we were doing some research for this. Yeah. I found the quote that it says, and I was like, I don't, I don't want to read that. Yeah. Oh, because I, I always want... thought the quote was them saying something about people who go looking for backwards messages in albums and how silly it was. Um, I don't know. It's, it's written I so mean, the, very I, phonetically. Yeah. I, don't um... think that, <laughs> I don't think that became the meta until after the trials. The Judas Priest thing. Yeah. Well, that's, no, they, they actually did that on purpose. They did, it, yeah. I suppose, yeah. yeah, they, um, yeah. The Judas Priest ones where he finds that random record that says, would you like a peppermint candy? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how we got, basically, the Judas Priest was taken to court for, supposedly, um, having a message that caused the kid to kill himself. Or try, he, no, try to or kill try himself. Because yeah, it's yeah. meant to say, it's meant to sound so, like he's saying, so do it over and over again. So face in, um, yeah. in uh, oh, Preacher. Okay. But, yeah. So what Rob Halford did in court, to prove how ridiculous the <laughs> message thing was. They found a record where it sounded like someone was singing, would you like a peppermint candy? Um, and that's what the, that's when the judge realised that it's obviously... Yeah, you, can, it's, you can hear what you want to hear. It was yeah, an exhale. It was an exhale then crossed with like just the way someone put their hand on like a fret. Yeah. And it sounded like... What was it? It said like, do it. Do it, do it or do something. Because yeah, 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 yeah. uh, the song as well was... But still, there's no excuse for Nick and McBain doing an impression a, of a... It was a... It was a It wasn't even an original Jesus Priest song. It was a cover. Better by me, better... Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a cover. It's uh, also... The... Did you just call him Nico McBain? I think that's a less racist impression. The... Also, on a complete tangent, if you can ever watch the court footage of Rob Halford amazing. doing that, he's literally just in court. He's going, it's better by you! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he had to sing. They had to sing. It's like, okay, could you, uh, could you demonstrate? Because um, abs- absolutely, you're wrong. It's just... I'm <laughs> walking! <laughs> I want to say he's wearing like his full suit, but in my head, here's what I imagine. He's wearing his full suit to court. But he's also still got his sunglasses on and he's wearing leather gloves. <laughs> I, think like, I feel like a half right. Some yeah. of that, some of that must still, be true. We, we could do a whole episode of Rob Was he like that? Uh, we probably should. I cause... think he still has the blonde hair at this point. Oh, uh, okay. Should we focus on this yes, so. one? Just because too many great tangents, of course. Absolutely. Let's not talk about that some... backwards um, <laughs> speaking again. Because, <laughs> because I didn't know what it was and I looked it up for this and I was like, oh, God. Now that you tell me. 
Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm well. happy talking more about Idi Amin and like the Ugandan genocide. <laughs> uh, well, let's some people prefer that to this podcast. We're going to do a spin off Pulsex of Last Kings of Metal or something like that. It'll be the Man of War one. We'll do Man of War and Last King of Scotland. Stop Scott. doing uh, this. I can't content. stop talking about Man of War. Shut I'm up. Really sorry. Right. Which is weird because like a song coming up makes me think of. Yeah, we'll get to it in a second. Cool. So next we have the I possibly one of the more inspired efforts. Quest for Fire. No, it's not. It's Sun Steel. No, no, it's Quest for Fire. Really? Maybe I got it mixed up. Maybe you accidentally skipped Quest for Fire. <laughs> Why? No, Why would you do no, that? Oh, do you know what? It is Quest for Fire. In a time when dinosaurs walk to the earth. <laughs> and as you've not used your... I forgot! Your, yeah. I forgot that's the opening line of our song. Uh, <laughs> the, I mean, don't get me wrong. I feel like I can love any song that opens like that, to be honest. I uh, mean, yeah, fucking is Quest of Fire. It's, got, <laughs> it's, I mean, got, a, it's got a space in my heart for that reason, like you said. I mean, that, I mean, it's incredibly campy, but I mean, also just kind of historically inaccurate and just saying that the dinosaurs went it's extinct. It's not like Maiden. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm just saying that the dinosaurs went extinct about 65 million years ago and human beings have only been around for four to six it, million years. It's probably based on like <laughs> a million years BC or something. I don't want to be that guy, but you know. It's, I, yeah, I think with this song, it's always going to have a soft spot in my heart. Like, yeah, it's, it's such a cheese fest. Yeah, it's so, such a Maiden yeah. song. Yeah, exactly. Did Bruce write it? Uh, no, it's, no, no. It's, it's like lyric. Just feels like Bruce. Bruce. So this, yeah. was, this was all Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This is thick, creamy Steve. Right? <laughs> yeah, it feels yeah. like you saw the trailer for a movie. This uh, was sweet, unpasteurized Steve. It must be based on, like... I know it's a film called Quest for Fire, but that doesn't Steve have... That's what it's based on. Yeah, it's based on... But that doesn't have dinosaurs in it. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Because that's meant to be, like... Also, interestingly, the first of two songs featuring... Uh, based on a film with Everett McGill in it. Um... <laughs> Which won't mean much to a lot of people, but Twin Peaks fans out there, they know. <laughs> uh, or my, sorry, my Under Siege 2 fans, they yeah, know so, as well. Yeah. Uh, new podcast, Dark Territory. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've seen Quest of Fire. Quest of Fire is about, like, early man. Uh, it's not particularly great, but I'm pretty sure there's no, there's no dinosaurs in it. So we're, like, sort of, you know, some early man cannibals and some... Like, he does mention cannibal tribes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favourite lyric is... But, I mean, he meant... I would say that if he mentions anything harder than anything ever, it's dinosaurs. Yes. <laughs> yes. He screams it in the beginning. Yeah. It's, it's real. I mean, he lays down his manifesto early on. Very early, yeah. <laughs> I don't like this song um, that much. I like the campness of it. I like, I like the riff as well. I think the riff's really good. Um, it just is it's filler. Yeah. Uh, God. <laughs> yeah, the lyrics are real great. Um... Also, there's a reason I'm just looking at this now. I thought it was join my quest for fire. Yeah, what is it? Apparently it's drawn by quest yep, for I've fire. I've just had that revelation oh, as well. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was join my quest for fire. Because I'm, well, I'm, I'm imagining Bruce as like a caveman. Like There was a photo shoot of exactly that. It really? was Bruce in a full... Of course there was. Yeah, loincloth. Uh, we'll have to link to that on... Here's, here's <laughs> my, my favourite lyric in the whole thing. Almost as good as the time when dinosaurs walked the earth. But it's like the real tragic victim mentality of the story. <laughs> and they thought that when the embers died away, that the flame of life had burnt and died. Didn't know the sparks that made the fire were made by rubbing stick and stone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I listened to it today. When I heard that bit, I was like, no, okay, no, that's literally just how you make fire. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, so cool. also got dinosaurs and wolves in the same ecosystem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just... 
Again, I just it's a bit like I can't remember which song it was now on. It's one of those songs that just like I almost feel like they had to fill out nine tracks. Yeah. And this made it because on there. Yeah, if you're pushing out you like an album, album a year for like five years. Yeah. yeah. Don't I mean, rate tracks, be ballsy. Just I, I actually I feel that about the next one. I prefer Quest for Fire to Sun and Steel. I think Quest for Fire, at least they went ballistic on yeah, content. Yeah. I definitely. normally skip both of these. Yeah. To... I don't mind because they're both catchy. Like, I think Sun and Steel is actually really catchy, like that chorus at the end. Just I, yeah, repeating. It's, it's... Also, I really like the very beginning when Bruce just goes, Wow! <laughs> that was good. Like, I feel like he's about to read like a naughty kid his rap sheet. Yeah. <laughs> or he's telling a story on like Jack and Ori. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting into character. How Mike, what were your thoughts on Sun and Steel? Uh Sun and Steel. And Crest of Fire, I guess, but uh, well, I mean, yeah, Crest of Fire, I liked it because it kind of it brought up imagery of kind of like old timey movies that I used to watch with my grandma and yeah. stuff. Yeah, million years every- BC and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like when yeah. everything was kind of like Flintstones. Black and, <laughs> black and white and stuff and like the main character was like, I'm a scientist and then all the other kind of people that go back in time and they're just like, I don't know, he's the devil, he's a fucking wizard There's a lot of close-up like of uh, iguanas. It does make me think of like uh, stop motion, like mm-hmm. Clash of the Titans type yep. stuff. Yeah. Which I mean, I really like that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, I think it's yeah. really interesting. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I liked, I liked it. To be honest, I couldn't help myself. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, do you it's like it's like it's a type of song which people who don't know Maiden would expect Maiden to sound like and yes. sing about. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's like the atypical fantasy metal song. Sure. Oh, it's not metal. Yeah, yeah. and like also this too, I was like, this feels like a big basis for. A lot of Manowar as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They took the cheesiest song and went, this is the most powerful thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And to its credit, when I looked through the track listing of Peace of Mind before I listened to it again, uh, I can never remember what Sun and Steel sounds like nope. until it's on. Mm. Whereas all the other tracks I can, including Quest of Fire, yeah. even though I've realised I've been singing the lyrics wrong for uh, God knows how many years. Yeah. I li- but I, I, I Sun and Steel, I used to always forget what it sounds like. It's not necessarily... I don't like... I think the words in Sun and Steel are maybe worse... The sunlight falling on your steel. Definitely, life is your idea. Life, life is like a wheel. That. And all that, that is, that is absolutely <laughs> the worst thing. That is, I got my big trash encyclopedia out. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It just imagines just like, son, life is like a wheel. And he's like, wait, what? What, Dad? <laughs> How do you feel about Sun and Steel? Um, I, you know, um, he's seems it, well he's really into fencing isn't it he's like kind of like he's got yes going for fencing we are, we're going to find that out in a big yeah. way Bruce had nothing to do with this song I really <laughs> no shit I mean and uh, I'm sure he would tell you the same <laughs> also you killed your man your your first man at just 13 like and this guy's just walking about like there's, there's it's not based, based on a novel, I think. Why haven't I well, made him yeah, reported this guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's nice. It's and how Bruce, Bruce confronts <laughs> him. He's like, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> wow, wow, you've done it now. <laughs> wow, you've done it now. <laughs> they say you killed a man at 13. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, I, I think like, um, well, every album we've had so far, I think there's probably been like the odd track where we're a little bit indifferent yeah. to. I, there's nothing I don't think that I hate, but like, based what, on an essay, they set uh, they set the bar so high, right? Based um, on what? An essay about uh, by Mishima actually um, uh, about um, 
a samurai. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, about a real life samurai. I, I felt like it's there was abs- favourite. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I would never have got Samurai. Yeah, Samurai's are cool and good. So. <laughs> I, I didn't feel very mm. Japan. Nationalising sun or anything. Please tell me, Lewis, how exactly does one feel Japan? <laughs> so, I don't know. How Japan you do Yeah, it's like how Chris Cornell is looking California but feeling Minnesota. Uh, sometimes best you lyric. Sometimes you just feel Japan. But also, actually, now that I've thought about it because we always we always like to joke that I'm made in especially Steve Harris has got a big library of books <laughs> that they just pick from to read right yeah. you, you say big reading through this <laughs> this is probably the album with the most adapted books to songs yeah, yeah 100%. Um, any of them like I think mm. everything apart from I think this is the, the w Boots one I think probably yeah. I think this is the moment where they got much more Iron Maiden yeah. everything is either fantasy or yep. Yeah, but it's about sex, like, which is <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Thank yeah, God. there's no like slut shaming in this album. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah, it's it's shame. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. it's nice, isn't it, guys? It's yeah. refreshing. Yeah. It is refreshing. Exactly. Yeah, I, I quite like one thing that means like the fact I do like the fact that they clearly like go and read a book or watch a movie, and it like just inspires them straight away. Just quickly write something about it. It's that kind of like that. To me, it's like that childhood excitement. You find yeah. out one thing, it's your favourite thing in the world. Yeah, Everything that's what it that. feels like. It's like that, except Steve Harris just channeled it into wicked songs straight away. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, next one. I assume Mr. Nouns is going to be very happy to finally but, yeah. put this to tape. This is an epic what's, album closer. What's the, um, what's the, I love this song. Mm. Um, <laughs> how did you feel about this song? I love this song. This was... Uh, Are you familiar yeah. with Dune? Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, cool. I, I, I like this because I was like doing a bit of kind of researching because it wasn't yeah, like Frank right. Herbert like they asked him for for like permission for yeah, uh, yeah. for this uh, to, to call the song June and his response was no a better way is like no because Frank Herbert doesn't like rock bands particularly heavy rock bands <laughs> and especially rock bands like Iron Maiden oh, <laughs> yeah. such a shitty response isn't uh, it yeah. that's uh, what you uh, want it wasn't even it? it doesn't even sound like it was like a direct response from him like, it was <laughs> just kind of like his like snooty butler or something like no, that I really <laughs> hope that he third personed himself yeah <laughs> that's, but, uh, badass. that's great like Lewis Blake would Frank do that Frank Herbert is always talking to me. <laughs> this goes back to, I think we were saying one of the first second drives about how poetic it was. Yeah. I don't feel this song is poetic at all. It's the antithesis. It's, but, this yeah. is, but this is Steve Harris. And I kind of think he misses the whole yeah. point of the book, which is quite interesting. This is Steve Harris. I know, but he's literally, like I wonder... Well, it's, it's the clash in writing styles, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. think with, I think with Bruce you get I love the song. Actually, like, I think, like you said before, Steve Harris is a lot more... He's very literal. Blunt and literal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, uh, not to his detriment. No. All the time. I mean, it's one of my fav- <laughs> it's one of my favourite books. I mean, any any time they're going to mention like the Fremen or Slam Worms or even Kryzach Hadarak, which I cannot believe <laughs> yeah. they got into a song. So, because like a lot, a lot of like. You know, but someone, I wonder if you didn't know anything about it, what the hell you go? I don't know, Jean. I do not. I well, know, so then the whole, so pack, the whole such a good that, it's amazing. I know it's, they stole the Slam Worms from Beetlejuice, right? <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> Nels currently has a knife. Uh, <laughs> actually, it's a Scry's knife, which yeah, is cool. uh, oh, Clay's such not a loser. Me. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but uh, for instance, there is the bit where it says, um, uh, it's, "It is a land that's rich in spice. The sand riders and the mice. They called the Muad'Dib. Uh, he is a Kwisatz Haderach. He is born of Caladan, and will take the Gomjabar." <laughs> <laughs> Is that actually the lyrics? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know. Oh, what I just assumed that wasn't yeah, hearing. Because like, like in the book, like it's full of like crazy fire, like just okay. slightly made up words and terminology like that. 
and but you get a context of what they are in the book eventually yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 whereas it's almost like you just like trying to prove that you'd read it that's what I feel like that's, I love the song but it does feel like and the best thing as well is the fact that the, the vocal melody sticks really closely to the actual riff, the music. Yep. So, he's like, so he's got to fit in these like words with so many syllables and like this really tight <laughs> limiting <laughs> vocal melody. On the planet Dune. Yeah, I don't like the way it repeats of A Time Tomorrow and then rhymes it with A Time Tomorrow on the yeah. next verse. <laughs> he said Planet Dune and then rhymes it with Planet Dune as well. Like you, I really like this song. It's just... It's almost like, like you say, yeah, they just like picked the keywords out of us, but yeah. we're not really good. Yeah, you know, it's a big book. So. It's a fucking huge book. It is, but then they make a big point in the end that he is the true Messiah and to that he's going to lead all men to glory and that, you know, he's, he's going to be the one true leader. But it's kind of the whole book is the point, and it's very early on established. I mean, that, I, like, I've only seen the movie, and oh, that's fine, pretty but much like, what the fuck is happening? The whole point of the book <laughs> is the fact that he's sort of almost a deconstruction of Messiah figures and okay. yeah, the idea of it, because he's. Very spoilers for Dune, I guess, but it's very early on in the book. But they sort of hint at this. But he's basically the end of a like multi-thousand-year genetic breeding program to produce oh. a perfect human being. Who I did leader. not get that from uh, this song. Well, yeah. that's the thing because the lyrics of the song make it sound like, oh, he is the chosen one. He is. Whereas really, yeah. it's all been forced. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, he, such a good in book. In the book, he's doing everything in his power. Like he kind of has to. He doesn't want any of it. He has to become this leader because the only way he's going to survive and do the right thing. But he doesn't want it because. I mean, the book is, like, so... I mean, still feels timely today. Like, it's basically, it's a bit like sci-fi Game of Thrones, essentially. Okay. Um, you've got these it's warring brilliant. houses in space, warring over, like, essentially the planet Dune, which has something called spice in it, which is, like, this miracle, like, element, which can, like, extend people's lives, and it's essential to, like, intergalactic space travel. And you can see ahead of time. You see ahead okay. of time, do all sorts of shit with it. Great shit. Um, so, uh, so, it's, so it's about all these imperialistic warring houses fighting over this in, like important resource in the desert while the kind of native noble savage tribes in the desert form a resistance to which point they literally like the main character Paul is trying to avoid a jihad. Because like, he knows that when, yeah. they, when they make him their messiah their messiah. Are you saying, do you say the main character's called Paul? He's called yeah. Paul, yeah. <laughs> Paul, Paul oh, Atreides. Come on. <laughs> That's like the least sci-fi name. I mean, you, no, you, you say, his name's Atreides. Though. Atreides, yeah. But, more okay. importantly, because in, in the book, he has visions where when he becomes messiah, it's going to cause a, um, a jihad across all the planets in which like 60 billion people will die in his yeah. name. I mean, okay, it's just interesting because you don't get any of that from the song Mm. No, at all. Again, spoilers. Yeah. I guess. Shit, I'm gonna have to listen to the audiobook of June. It's I'm not it's so good. I, yeah, I love yeah. them. I love the first one's one of my favorite books of all time. It's brilliant, yeah. and I, I really like the song. It's just interesting. It kind of, I'm really captured any of the book. Um, it's it's the, more just keywords. The, the capture of feeling though, like yeah, the music, I do, like I do. the kind of like slightly the intro really good as well. Melodies. Did, yeah. they, I, did they even like mention like Shahalud in the like the, the sandworms? Like, no, he just says sandwiches, he didn't say Shahalud. But I wonder yeah. whether, I wonder how much they could, well actually, because I don't know how much is copyright and how much isn't. No, yeah. But he gets, very, he gets very specific with everything else apart from Shahalud. Yeah, I just like, you know. He's probably like, are you probably staring at me? No, I can't find a way to naturally include this <laughs> word in the lyrics. I also yeah. feel like sandworm is something that like, for someone like me, 
Yeah. I yeah. get what that would be. So, I mean, yeah, the first few verses That's are for you. That's a venereal disease. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, right, good. Cool. First few verses are for you. Has that cleared up to yeah. us? Yeah. Yeah. It goes, it, it comes and goes. Yeah, but they were writing a song where like, we'll get the layman in by saying sandworms. And we'll hit them with a gomja bar. And then we'll know Can we just make hit them with a the gomja bar like yeah. a new hit them with a bar it's so uh, right? I do yeah. really like this song I just had to say a bit about the actual yeah. good keynotes um, no it's, it's, it's impressive <laughs> for someone like me I but I actually really like the music and the, the rhythm yeah, of it it's really atmospheric in mm-hmm. a different way yeah to like but the intro is very atmospheric yeah and I think with the this is this is where they uh, they really kind of get into what's called the Phrygian scale Oh, okay. um, which, you, if you heard it, allowed you would think immediately of kind of like Middle Eastern, yeah, that's what's the Middle Eastern, yeah. yeah, which leads perfectly into Power Slave, mm-hmm. yeah. And I feel like this was probably the moment where they realised, like, hey, that worked. Why don't we really, really it's give a nice that a bridge, go? Yeah, yeah. Um, I also love it at the very end, like just is because it actually it makes kind of sense for like Bruce's vocals and the me- uh, the melody to be so kind of like tight because as it gets to the end he really starts to bellow yeah. oh his, his vocals yeah. are absolutely fantastic yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible he's like he'll be the best man yeah. Yeah. yeah that whole I love that whole back part of the song where yeah. Yeah. the melody changes and it's mm. it's I, I really like this song a lot and actually what I think actually now that I've read the book and like understand it and like the way the music kind of ends it does feel like it ends on like a slightly like a literal dark note which yeah. is kind of how the book ends oh, as yeah. well yeah absolutely um, oh, don't oh tell God. me how it ends, please. Like, yeah. like, 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 do you know what? Reading the book all the way through, I was like, how the fuck are they going to wrap this up? How are they going to wrap it up? And it, the last chapter resolves a lot of issues uh, very suddenly. But um, yeah, oh, that's, I, I, I get what that means. No, because it also leaves <laughs> a lot a, open. That's a big kill, right? No, 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 no not even. No. It's yeah, orangutan like, with a switchblade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it. Sting turns up. <laughs> winged, winged underpants. Yeah, like, but like the the, film, the the book has I so didn't have orange hair. Oh yeah, this is, second, uh, this is the second. This is the second song. He's in the movie. That uh, my boy Everett McGill uh, features <laughs> in because he's the leader yeah. for Fremen in the uh, David Lynch's Doom. Yeah. Now, um, I mean, I get that we're pretty stoked on this. Yeah. Not everyone is. Oh, oh shit. shit. That time of the week. I assume we all love this album. Mike, you really enjoyed it? Yeah, I felt like yeah. I had like so much more to just talk about in this album. Like I think because each it didn't feel like a kind of like a patchy album like at all, but each song kind of, you know, obviously had you know its own vibe. Yeah, exactly, mm. for sure. So but I think it's really coherent. Yeah, but I think that's why I like it as well. Yeah, yeah. great. Like, um, and it's not ne- even though it's got like two big hits, and it's well, it's got like the fucking biggest uh, um, maiden hit, like Trooper on it. Like mm-hmm. for me, like it doesn't feel like it's quite as defined by the singles in the way that Number of the Beast is. Agreed. And like that said, though, oh God, Number of the Beast is so good. <laughs> um, like the album is incredible, yeah. But like it's very much defined by, I would say, like three songs. Yeah. Whereas this just feels like a very consistent. Journey. Say seven out of nine. I agree. Stormers. So, your fav- I'm sure there's your no favorite one else. Star Trek characters off. Well. I'm, sure <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's no one that has any other opinions. Is there? 
Well, I can't imagine. You'd be very surprised, now. No, I mean, that's it. End of podcast. Anyway, thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. Bye, so, guys. Yeah. What happened to our boy, um, the guy... Uh, Monster One. Monster, Monster Level One. Monster Level One. Did we determine like, he got eaten by Lenny? Monster, <laughs> he so, was, yeah, Monster Level Yeah, level. he had like a, a real uh, Brennan Fraser mummy moment with some uh, ladybirds. I've really said Brennan Fraser, man. <laughs> he had some like, Brennan like, Fraser. A male of bread, <laughs> a man who's watching Fraser on TV. I, like, I don't, like, I know Brennan Fraser in my own time, but like, the moment is just a film that I remember watching and liking. I can't tell you anything that happened. I really like it. It was a solid reference. I'll lead us into the next one. Don't worry. So, uh, have you got dissenting opinions? So, um, it was really hard to find anything bad about this. I'm not surprised. Amazon proved useless. Uh, However, if we go to rateyourmusic.com, there was... Surely Metal Archives has got something to say as well. Well, (laughs) there was one particular review from someone called Mershin. Uh, who simply says, This album sucks ass. Big time. The production is depressingly stodgy. Still life, more like still born. Some cool oh, stuff on Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, hold up. Oh, just, just you wait. Oh, Some cool stuff on Flight of Idiot. No, I mean Icarus. Quest for <laughs> Fire. Why? I was not talking about point. Okay, I might, I might, this guy might have a point out there. This guy probably hasn't discovered fire yet. So. Hang on. Hang on. Struggle with that. The, reason, the reasoning for this one's weird. Uh, we're not cavemen anymore, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Maybe he, I'm assuming because you're doing an American accent, this guy's American, so that he thought it was it like some re- subtle dig at like Reaganism or something. I assume. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I reckon he just thought of his puns and then right. Oh, yeah. He probably loves the album, but he had to go now, mm. it's too good. Uh, he carries on and says, Revelation sucks. Tip if you want to impress your girlfriend, don't play a seven minute heavy metal epic. Enough said. Oh, he got dumped. Uh, yeah, uh, and I imagine that's what he did. Hey, babe, listen to this. I mean, <laughs> and this, but yeah, he was chilled. Their first date, and he yeah, she was more of a wasp girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it got me looking. You mean he doesn't have a metal cod piece? <laughs> <laughs> it got me looking into a bit of Mershin, to be honest. Um, he yeah. gave all of Rush's albums one star. Uh, we get it you're very technically talented (laughs) (laughs) however another one star review that did catch my eye that stood out from everything else he was listening to Mm -hmm. was Vanilla Ice Hooked (laughs) (laughs) where is that? I assume it's an album yeah but I wonder if that's like late Vanilla Ice or I was going to say it's a soundtrack to Steven Spielberg's Hook he did it back to back with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. You've got like the, yeah, you've got the, tur- the ninja Go Rufio, rap. go Rufio. Yeah, you've got the Rufio rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, in this one, Fuck he Rufio. says, this is one of those rare eureka moments in life where everything just comes together. Not. Oh. Yeah. This album sucks ass in an unbelievable way. Oh my God, what the fuck is Roni? Dancing? You should be dancing on the CD case. Are you talking about? He's not talking about Iron Maiden here. No, no, no. It's not right. When you're reading it, yeah, it it just ends with "fuck off, Vanilla." (laughs) (laughs) Not even just his first name. Just use his surname. I um, when when you're reading this, I'm picturing a dickhead version of Wayne from Wayne's World. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really negative asshole version of what a great yeah. I, I, I don't believe that those people exist now. <laughs> negative in the way that Wayne is positive. Yeah, there are no <laughs> negative metalheads. They're all nah. optimistic, accepting. They just 
love they love everything. it. They yeah. totally get questions. Who cares? Who um, cares if you don't know the subgenre? They don't. So here's how, I, here's how <laughs> I feel like the most annoying review to me would be if someone's trying to say something positive, but they go, "It actually wasn't all totally shit." What did Enemy do? I'd be like, oh, fuck off. Uh, enemy? Mm. I, d- I honestly couldn't tell you if Enemy existed back then. I looked at it again. It did, yeah. It covered like a lot of British yeah, yeah. Of the I mean, I mean yeah. Enemy yeah. reviewed Brave New World and I think they'd give it quite a bad review. But I think at that mm. point they'd probably move fully into it. Yeah. If it didn't sound like uh, But Enemy used to do all yeah, sorts well, of no, like, yeah, yeah. No, Enemy was just like, it was all guitar music basically. So it was like, they did like loads of math and stuff. I think it, Status well, Quo would have been hey, on Enemy. All, I, I, think all it, I know is that now they're giving it away free by the train station. Yeah, there you go. Whereas you still have to pay one ninety nine for this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, should we wrap this up? This is really good fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, for us. I hope it was for you listening as well. Yeah, thank you very much. If not, you get you can have a refund for your naught pounds and naught pence for this cost you to listen. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was very know. salty. Yeah, I'm gonna haters already. Preemptive. The salty mariner over here, maybe. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This podcast, oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, this podcast motto is haters make me greater. So. No, yeah. It's not. It's not. It's uh, not. Thank Don't. you for listening, guys. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank you very much. We hope, we hope you've had fun. We've yeah. had fun. Yeah. Come back soon because we're gonna be talking about that part. So. Yeah.